Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. I've been talking to you about spiritual warfare for for many weeks and about how to really overcome in this warfare. We're in a battle. We're in a continual battle in the earth. And I believe that God wants to teach us how to win. You know, it's been made very clear by the word of God that there are continually um, things coming against us, resisting us. I think we can begin to get used to them and or we can begin to, to think we need to fight in a certain way or we need to do things in a certain way to overcome. Sometimes we need to back up. Sometimes we need to get um, a, a new inspiration to hear exactly how we're supposed to be doing that, right? So so um, I'm just trusting that as I've been sharing th- this word that God's been igniting truth on the inside of you and, and making clear to you what's your battle plan. Maybe you need to experiment sometimes. You need to experiment with praying differently. You need to experiment with um, confessing the word a little differently maybe than before. You need to maybe rise up and do some things you've not done before. But I want to trust God that you're going to get your breakthrough. And I want to trust God not only that, but there's going to be a great breakthrough in the body of Christ. I believe that. I believe that there's going to be an amazing move of God in the body of Christ. I believe it's going to change things. It's going to change our world. Amen. I believe it's going to change us. But but again, there's so many things that God wants to reteach us, to retrain us, um, to give us understanding in so that we could walk in a new level of victory. So anyway, again, I've been talking about this spiritual warfare zone we're in. We're all in a, in a battlefield. We're in a place where the enemy would try to come and to destroy us, to bring us down, to um, hinder us from going into what's in front of us. But God says he is light and he's called us to step into that light completely and fully to give ourselves over to that light completely and fully to live in that light and to let the light of God be full and bright on the inside of us. And I would just want to see the kingdom of God break into the earth in a new dimension. I tell you, I see it in Christians, in believers, people all over this earth that I know that should be aflame for God, blooming in the things of God, growing in God. I see so much darkness. I see so much of a, like a, a, a blindness, even over Christians' minds, where they're not able to go forward, or they're not going forward in this life. And from whatever reason that is, whether you're discouraged, whether you have heaviness on you, whether there's some kind of resistance in your life, Maybe it's been a long haul that you've been in. Maybe you've been working for a long time, pressing through for a long time, and you're just tired. I want to trust God today. You're going to be reinvigorated. There's going to be strength coming in on the inside of you, and you are going to be empowered to go forward in life and to break through whatever is holding you back from being full of God, full of faith, seeing miracles happen in your life, you reigniting with the faith of God, learning how to Use your prayer life. Use your your faith. Use everything that God's given you. The whole arsenal, right? The whole arsenal of God to where you can do whatever needs to get done to get the job done. Amen? Man, I'm really wanting to take my jacket off now, so hopefully I won't knock this, knock my um, microphone off there. There I go. All right. So, 
Anyway, let me just say, God wants, God wants His church to be filled with faith again, seeing things happen again, doing great and mighty works of God. And I just, I just say, I believe one thing that God has done very clearly in the past season is He has dealt with lies. I believe that there's been a purifying fire in the body of Christ. We've been through things, we've experienced things, but God's getting ready to do something great. You know, I was just thinking, I was actually considering this this morning, how, how God never wants us to stay in a place of, of discouragement. And what discourages us is, is, are the battles generally that we go through, right? But in a strange way, God uses that time when we're hit because what He does is He allows our flesh to be put under. He allows our hopes and ourselves to be put under. He allows our self-will to be put under. And through the process of the trials that we go through, if we keep rising up, what ends up happening is what gets left behind are the fleshy things because they always will pull us down. And what we keep rising up out of is a new level of purity and and spirituality, right? And I believe that there's a place in the body of Christ right now where there's so many that have gone through trials and they've continued to rise up and what's been laid down is much of the flesh and what God wants to do now is breathe encouragement back into people's lives that say, believe in God, trust in God, don't give up. God's going to give you your miracle. God's going to give you your breakthrough. Do not doubt. Why have you started doubting? Just because of trials? because of time, because of the distance of, of how long you've waited, God would just say, I would breathe life into you again. I'll breathe hope in you again. Don't be afraid to trust me. Don't be afraid to believe in me because I'll do something great if you'll just believe. Amen? Over and over, what do you hear in the Word of God? Just believe. Just believe. But Lord, it's been a long time. Just believe. But Lord, the situation is already different. My servant's about to die. Just believe. Amen? He says it over and over, just believe, just believe. Quit just hoping and add belief and faith to your hope. Amen. God will do things, but he's looking for people that will believe. And you see, we have to be willing to believe after disappointment. We have to be willing to believe after it looks like something didn't work, that we thought it ought to have worked this way or that way. Some of the, some of the worst testimonies that you'll find in the body of Christ are people that believed. But something happened, something, a, a big trial, and it upset their faith. And they decided, I'm not going to believe anymore. I'm not going to try that anymore. And they begin to pepper everyone else's faith. Oh, you know, you can't believe too much. Oh, you can't believe it. Why? I would just say this. I believe that there's a victory for everyone. And I believe that the level of attack that you have gone through, all it will do is raise the level of victory that you're going to ultimately have if you don't give up. Amen? We go through battles. We do what we're supposed to do. We fight. And we get some victories. And sometimes after we get some victories, the enemy will fight back. And I just want to say, if you don't give up, if you don't give up, you keep going deep in God, you keep trusting in God, you're going to be strengthened, you're going to increase, and when your victory comes, 
It's going to be a culmination of, of what you've been building up through every time you rose up over an obstacle, through every time that you rose up over your, your discouragement and your spirit of defeat that's come against you and whatever it's been, through every time you are building up an amazing blessing, a glorious blessing that's coming your way in the right time, in the right season. Don't you remember the verse in Galatians that says, if you sow to the Spirit, how are you doing that? I'm going to believe. I'm telling you, to sow to the Spirit, you have to resist the flesh. You've got to resist doubt and fear and discouragement. Every time you rise up, what are you doing? You're sowing to your Spirit. If you sow to the Spirit, you shall reap. Do not be deceived. It is coming. If you do not give up, if you don't give up, how many people, man, how many people, they give up because they started fighting and it looks like the battle got worse or the battle lasted too long, right? God says, don't give up. Keep believing. Connect with what I'm saying and walk in it. Maybe you don't understand everything. That's normal. How many people have understood what they were going through in life? Hardly any, right? I mean, look at John the Baptist. I was reading him last night, and I was just thinking about his story. Here he is. This man's getting revelation from God. Man, don't you love to give, get revelation? Man, you can be in church. Maybe you're hearing something. You're going, oh, man, that's good, and you're feeling so good about it. And uh, maybe you get home. You're getting in the Word, and God speaks to you something. And then, oh, man, that's so exciting, right? John the Baptist was hearing from God. He was having revelation come to him. He was on cloud nine, so to speak. He starts to tell other people, that's the one. That's the Christ. God showed me. He gave me this word. I had this word about who the Spirit comes on. So I've been looking, and I saw it one day. It's him. It's him. I know that's him. And he begins to tell other people, I've got to go down. He's got to go up. It's just, praise God, I've just done my part. Later, he's in jail. Things aren't working out the way he thought it ought to be. He's getting ready to have his head cut off, right? Maybe he's had a little bit of a sensing of what's getting coming his way. And things are taking too long. Things aren't working out the way in his mind he thought that they were supposed to work out. And John, this great prophet, receiving revelation from God, sends word for his disciples that go ask Jesus, Are you the one, or are we supposed to be looking for somebody else? I think he probably had that question, and he was wondering, but I think also maybe he's conveying a little bit of his disappointment to Jesus. Hey, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? I mean, I don't know. You wonder, what's he he communicating there, right? But think about this. Even John the Baptist, this man of God, God's spoken to him. God's inspired him. And it looks like even for him, God's taken too long. Is this the way it's supposed to work out? Is this what's supposed to be happening? I don't know. And let me tell you, this has happened over and over and over in history. You know, the amazing thing about it is, most of the time, What God does is he speaks to us something. And then we have to walk it out. 
the receiving of that something is spiritual. It's powerful. It's inspiring. But the walking out of something is often just you making yourself do what you know you ought to do and asking God to strengthen you and empower you. Amen? And that's what I believe God is doing in this hour. I believe he's spoken. I believe it's been a long journey. But you know what he's doing right now? He's breathing back onto his church. He's breathing life back into people. And now it's time for people to rise back up to begin to flow in the gifts of God again, to begin to use the inspiration of God again, to begin to believe God for miracles again, to begin to believe God for unusual growth in the things of the Spirit, to begin to believe God for people to, to, to be set free, to get saved, to have their lives changed. Amen? I hope you are with me this morning because God's wanting you to rise up. God's wanting you to use your faith now. God's wanting you to brush yourself off from the disappointments of the past because He has called you to be used of God for the purposes of God. He uses men and women to do His will in the earth. He says, I'm going to shine through you that you've got the dust, the dust off of you so I can shine through you. You see, if you're going to walk around discouraged and heavy and all burdened, that's what's going to shine through that, right? Oh, let me shine you can shine in a trial, but you can't shine with dirt all over you. Discouragement, heaviness, fear, that's not shining, right? Man, I'm telling you, God says, I'm going to shine through you in this hour. No matter what you go through, you're going to see my glory. You're going to see the supernatural. Let me just say this too. You know what? When God builds what God wants to build ultimately his way it's a work of god it is not a work of man it is jesus christ building his church he is building his church you know paul said this he goes um you know uh we water and we plant is ministers but we know truthfully the, the true increase only comes from god you know some people maybe some people could be gifted at certain doing certain things and doing this and that but let me just say this, when God's ready to do something and God wants to do something, uh, the only people that could stop it are the ones that God wants to work through by not being available, right? Are y'all with me? But nobody can stop what God wants to do unless you stop it, unless you just don't go forward. That we have to put our trust in God. We have to put our faith in God because God's getting ready to do something that's so amazing. God's going to raise up you know, I, I can look out and I see so much. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, I've been, I've been around a long time. Well, it, to me, it seems like a short time. If you're young, you look at me and I tell you my stories. You go, oh, you've been around a long time. Man, sometimes I show, tell my children about um, how I grew up. And I think to them, it's like I grew up in a different world or something. You know, uh, I grew up in a little place of a, just a few hundred people. I mean, we started work when we were probably about 10 years old. You're working in the fields. You work all year long. You don't just work in the summer. I mean, and then when you go to school, I mean, I, I started driving a school bus when I was 16. I, you know, you drive before you go to school. You drive after school. Then you go to sports practice. Then you do your homework. And, that's, and then in the, anyway, you're just working all the time. And it, my, my world is so different. So uh, maybe I am a lot older than, than a lot of people. But in the spiritual world, too, the where I've come from in the spiritual world, 
looks very different than what most people see today. It's very different than what most people have experienced today. And what I would say is this, and I hope you'll catch this if you've not been in the Christian spirit-filled world for a very long time. There are waves that come in, in God. So it's like a move of God will come, like, like a rain, okay? And then b- things will begin to grow. And then it's like that dies down. That happened even before I got saved, but I wasn't around that process at that time. But I got saved during what was the top of the wave. I mean, the Holy Spirit was moving. People would come to worship service. You know, people were coming to prayer meetings. I mean, there'd be packed prayer meetings. And the Holy Spirit was flowing. And, and then, you know, people during the worship service, people didn't want worship to stop. And you would feel God just pulsating through your body. I mean, it was amazing. The gift of God would flow. People would come up to you during church and say, hey, I had a dream about you. God told me to tell you this. I mean, I just love that kind of environment, right? And there's a little bit of that left. But let me just tell you, I know how things happen. And I just believe, I don't know when, but I believe there's a soon coming outpouring of God. And we're going to begin to see these things happen again because historically what happens, the rain comes and things begin to grow up. And then what happens? God begins to do two things. Number one, he begins to deal with some of the weeds that begin to grow up. Number one. And number two, he allows those roots to go down deep into God. You know, when the Holy Spirit's flowing so much, sometimes it's like our roots don't have to go too deep, it seems. I'm talking about the body of Christ as a whole. But there's so many, I believe right now, that have been through what they've been through. Their roots have gone down so deep. What God's going to do in this hour is going to be built on the, on the foundation of that last thing that he's done. And people that are, have been holding on to God and believing God, God's getting ready to do a great move of God. But we don't even know what it's going to look like yet. We don't even know what it's going to look like yet. You know that little, that little parable that Jesus gave? When he's, he's explaining about the move of God and what's getting ready to happen. I think this is an amazing thing. Everybody, you know, prayer is a good thing, isn't it? Amen. Prayer and fasting is a good thing, right? It was good in the Old Testament too, wasn't it? Right? You remember when Jesus is walking on the earth and some people were coming up to him and say, Hey, why don't your disciples fast and pray? And Jesus gave such a strange answer. These guys here. Um, and, and then he's, he's going to explain what's happening. And he says, you can't take a new patch of cloth and stick it on an old garment because it'll tear the garment to pieces. It won't work. And you can't take new wine and stick it into an old wine skin. They'll fast and they're going to pray, but not right now. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? You're going, that's strange. What's he saying? I have to let them pull away from what God was doing, even though that's good. And there's still people doing that right now, like John the Baptist and his crew. And it's good. But God says, I've got something coming that's different. And they have to disconnect their whole pattern from that to connect with what's getting ready to come. And if they try, if, they're, if, they get their, if they get their whole patterns stuck with that, they're going to have to go through the process of disconnecting with that and connecting with the new thing that I'm doing. 
Man, I mean, if you think through that, I could go into more depth. I mean, it's amazing. If you think through that, what God's saying is, sometimes it might look like things go backwards. Sometimes you have to let go of certain things. God's going to bring those things back around, though. But it's going to be different. It's going to be connected to God somehow differently. And I'll say, sometimes those who have been flowing in the old thing have to sort of pull away from the old thing and doing that because God wants to reconnect it in a different dimension, connected to where He is now, not connected to where He was yesterday. Are y'all with me? That felt so confusing to share that. I hope it didn't confuse you. So, my point is, God's got us somewhere where the power of God's getting ready to flow out of the Spirit, where the miracles of God are getting ready to happen, I mean, I, I just, I was thinking this morning how, uh, you know, I, I love to be in services when people get set free. And what I mean by that is when, whether it's they get saved. <clears throat> I mean, you can see people, sometimes people will just, they're ready, amen, they're ready to go forward. Other times people are almost wrestling. There's something in them that just wants to run out the back door. I think it's demons going, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Their demons are talking to them, right? <laughs> um, I heard a testimony of this woman that she was in witchcraft. You know, it's funny, people don't, some people don't believe witchcraft is real. That's the most crazy thing. And it's all, it's all in the Bible, in the Old Testament and the New. But um, this woman was in witchcraft and Satanism, and she said she went to go uh, to this meeting. It was like a Billy Graham meeting. It wasn't him, it was somebody else over in England. And she said she went to go punch him in the face. She says, I was going to punch him in the face. I'd seen his pictures everywhere, and I was so mad at him. And before I got on stage, somebody pulled me over and said, sit down. It's getting ready to get started. And she said, for some reason, I just I went, sat down. And I was up at the front. And she said, then he started, the guy comes up there, and I'm sitting down. And she said, she said, I know his voice. He started telling me, talking about Satan, get out of here, leave. He says it was so clear. And she knew, she said, I knew I'd have a price to pay for disobeying that. She said, I, but she said, I just stood there. I sat there. And he said that that voice uh, was telling me that. And the man started saying things. And, and I was going, that's true. And he, she said, I, I didn't realize people were even around. And I'd go, that's exactly right. Anyway, she ended up giving her life to the Lord that day. And um, I'll tell you the rest of the story a little bit. I, 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 that was all I was going to go to, but I'm going, it's so interesting. She, got, she gave her life to the Lord that day, but she was still filled with demons. And so um, she started going to churches. And she'd be in the church, and she'd say for some no, unknown reason, she'd start doing crazy things. One time she got on the floor and started slithering on the floor. She said another time she was in a church and she threw the hymnal at the uh, pastor. And uh, she said almost every time that when she was leaving, uh, they would ask her to not come back again. She said, I went to one church and um, when I was leaving that day, I, I don't even remember what she had done in that particular church. But she said when I was leaving that day that the pastor, and I believe he was a Baptist man, he said, ma'am, I think I know what your problem might be and we want to try to help you. And she said, okay. And so they met and she's like, she was 90 pounds, 90 some pounds into drugs and everything. And some, the satanic thing she did, I mean, it's just, uh, it's really crazy. 
to hear and the, 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 the kind of things that she did as a witch and whatnot. But anyway, she's here, starts throwing these men around. I think she said there were like 70 some known demons that came out of her. But she got, she got set free. She got amazingly changed. And she preached the gospel for the rest of her life. I'd be surprised if she's still living. If she would be, she'd be around 100 now, 90-something. But um, anyway, I, I happened to try to contact her. And for some reason, she actually wrote me a letter from England. It's the craziest. I'm not trying to make this super spiritual. It's just strange. I had it on the table, this letter she wrote me, and then it just disappeared. I'm like, where'd my letter go? Uh, we couldn't find it anywhere. I'm like, anyway, that just a strange occurrence. But anyway, my point being there, you know, I would love to be in church when people start getting set free. You know, and you hear church service would be going on, and all of a sudden in the middle of church, somebody would scream from over there. And, the, you know, the pastor like, hey, don't judge that person. You don't know what's happening right now, right? Just, just enjoy and sense and feel the Spirit of God in this place. That's what they're, that something's happening, right? And when I, when I see a demon come out of somebody, man, that's exciting. Don't you? I mean, it's a, an amazing thing. But you know what? So many people, they want to leave church when that stuff starts happening. It's a funny thing. You say, you seem like you'd want to come to church, right? <laughs> I don't know why. It's like the person that wants to run outside. Maybe they're afraid something's going to happen to them too. I don't know. But that's a good thing, amen? If a demon ever comes out of you, you're going to be happy. And you're going to feel good. Amen? Now, this kind of talk is probably real strange to a lot of people, but I just want to tell you, this is the kind of stuff that ought to be happening regularly and that I believe is going to be happening regularly. The gift of God's going to be ignited in people. People are going to begin to recognize who they are in the Lord. They're going to begin to recognize how their gift is a part of the bigger picture where it helps to build up the whole body, where everybody get, begins to use what they've been given in the Lord. Everybody's functioning what they've been given. And man, if, when that begins to happen, you see God gives everybody desires for gifts. And sometimes there are certain gifts we might not want. But then God goes, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Amen? So don't put down gifts. Don't go, oh, I don't like tongues. Well, God gave them. You're saying you don't like something. God did. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't like that gift. Oh, I don't like that. You know what? Don't you put down other gifts just because it's maybe not what you flow in. Man, it's all meant to come together. And if we would all just get excited about our gift and about plugging it into the body and using it, coming on Sunday morning, flowing in that gift, all throughout the week using that gift, imagine what the body's going to be like then. Man, I love prayer meetings when we all come together and everybody starts hearing from God. Man, I just remember we'd have prayer meetings. Oh, they'd be so long. And even not too long ago, I mean, we'd have prayer meetings for hours and hours. And man, and, and then sometimes we'd have those nights, people start hearing from God. I could tell you some of the most crazy testimonies. We'd start hearing from God. God speak a word. We'd pray it and we'd see it on TV, you know, in, in, a, in a day or two. Just exactly what we prayed, something happened. Or, you know, some other things, people would begin to get amazing words for people. Um, I, let's see, is Todd here today? He is. Todd, you could probably remember this testimony. We we're here. Here, you see Todd down there. If you're there with Zoom, I always remember this testimony because it's so funny to me. We're in this prayer meeting and after we've been praying, we're all in this circle. And, and um, Todd looks over at one lady and he goes, hey, I keep hearing this word over your life. And it, he doesn't know 
this lady was from India. He doesn't know this word. Todd's a, an American. I, didn't, I don't know if he even knows any other language than English, right? He goes over to this woman and he says this strange sounding thing. And this woman goes, that's what they always called me when I was a little girl. It, it, was, it was, see, we were ministering to her, trying to help her get free from something when he had that word. And that word meant something like calling her stupid. They always called her stupid. And you see, why did that word come? That word came to help her out because that was what was binding her. I mean, think about that. That kind of thing is supposed to be happening all the time. And I love it. But if you don't, if you, if you, if the prayer meetings don't ever get started, if people don't ever start coming to church again, right? We have a nice little group here, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that ought to be here that are not that I'm telling you, man, there's something good about getting together, praying together. And by the way, we start prayers at 930, right? We're just doing the little prayers. I can't wait until we have the two, three, four hour prayer meetings. They're fun. They're amazing. You know, you work hard, you pray hard, and then God begins to sometimes reward you right there. The gifts begin to flow, and then it begins to be fun. Ministry begins to happen. Praise God. I hope I'm giving you vision of something because this is the kind of thing God loves to do. Amen. Are y'all with me? You're not falling asleep, are you? So, anyway, well, there's some great things happening in the body of Christ. But it's a spiritual warfare. We're in a warfare. There are forces resisting what I was just talking about. There's discouragement. There's lack of vision. Lack of belief that it's going to happen. Lack of, I mean, people who are on, they're confined by what they see. And what Paul say, we walk by faith and not by sight. What does faith say? Faith connects with the vision of God. And no matter what things look like right now, faith goes, that's going to happen. It doesn't matter how bad things get, you know. And again, I know this sounds crazy. Do you think God cares that things look bad? Do you think God's going, oh, it looks so bad. How am I ever going to do the miracle? Things have gotten too bad to do the miracle now. God doesn't do that. In fact, it's, Again, read the stories. It's like God likes things to get just almost as bad as they possibly can. And he's just like this going, I do that on purpose because I want you to build your faith. If I never allowed this kind of thing to happen, you'd never grow. Your faith would be flaky. I have to do it like that because I have to teach you to trust me no matter what things look like because that's the only way I can perfect faith. I mean, you go all the way back. I mean, look at Israel. What does God do? He takes them to the prom, to, out of Egypt. Hey, we're going out of Egypt. And he puts them in a place where they, there's no way out. No way out. Think about that. You feel like your situation, there's no way out. There's no way God could get you out. You're looking at one, you got the ocean in, on one side or the sea, the Red Sea, right? Then you look somewhere else, then you've got, you've got the army and there's, rock, you, there's no way out. And God makes a way where there was no way. He opens up waters like that. And he says, remember this testimony forever. 
Recite it to your children because there is a testimony of what God does in our lives. There's a testimony of the pattern of God. There's a testimony of so many things. And God is showing us he allows things to get like this. And when things get so bad, you think there's no way out. There's no other way to go. There's no answer to this. God says, I want you to remember the Red Sea. Who would have ever heard or thought of God just open up the Red Sea and we'll walk through? Who would have ever said that? Would any of the Israelites said that? No, not one. Is that true? But God goes, I'm going to do something you would have never even thought I would do. It's bigger than I, you would have ever imagined I would have done. I'm going to open up that Red Sea. And he says, from every generation, I want you to remember that and all these other miracles. I'll do the same. For whatever you need, I'll do a miracle. Why do we have to remember that? Because we get in situations just like that. Amen? We get in situations where we don't know what to do. We don't know how we're going to get out of it. And God's like, that's where I can really, you know, break you of you, hoping in yourself, looking to natural circumstances, looking for a little natural, oh, is something happening? God's like, I just broke all of that. There's nothing to look at except me. There's no little signs of breakthrough to look at it just for me. Sometimes, all right, amen. And then we just put our eyes on God and everything else, all of our hopes. By the way, you know, when you first do this, it doesn't feel good. Your flesh is like, you're trying so hard to, to figure out, you know, what did the Israelites do? How are we going to do it? We're, the first thing that they do when they realize they're pinned in, there's no way out. They're trying to figure a way out. What are we going to do? They, they don't immediately go, oh, don't even worry about it. We're going to just trust God. No, they're all, they're all frantic. And then God has to still them and go, peace, be still. And I love that expression because what he says there is for us today. He says, he says, peace, be still. And then he says, go forward. You see, and that's exactly what we need to learn how to do. We need to learn how to calm ourselves down calm ourselves down, line up with God and walk in faith. And then we have to go forward. We can't just stand still. Are y'all with me? You see, you can't be frantic and then and, and go forward. Then first thing you got to peace, be still, calm down, stop. Okay, God, let your flesh fall off, so to speak. That stuff that's screaming on the inside of you, let that go. That just falls to the ground. And then, and then what do you do? Then he says, go forward. But now you're going forward in faith. You're stepping out in the middle of the water. That looks, you're looking up, oh my, if this stuff closes in on me, oh no, I'd hate that. That'd be pretty bad, right? But you can do it because you're looking to him. Amen. Well, God's going to bring us into some amazing, amazing things this year. Um, I wanted to talk about warfare today, but I felt like I needed, I needed to share what I was just, what I just ended up sharing. But let me just give you some highlights, um, about this warfare. You see in the past, what, what's been happening? Uh, we have gone from one place of warfare with Paul, right? I felt y'all remember the story. We're in Acts chapter 16. God's been in, uh, taking Paul through through different seasons, so to speak. 
So Paul finally gets his word. He's hearing God. He's believing God for breakthrough. Now, think about this. This man is called of God. Everybody knows that. He's anointed of God. God's come upon him, and here he is with no direction. And finally, the guy from Macedonia is like, come over here, come over. He gets that. And again, I just love this so much. Everybody thinks if, oh, if he's a man of God, he's always going to know exactly what to do. No, he's been days trying to go and the whole, he's just like, can't get it. And then, and then when God finally does talk to him, he has to figure it out. He goes, hey, I perceive God must be saying this. So then they go to Macedonia, right? It's God, but look how, you know what I'm saying? Why didn't God make it even more clear than that? But it's God. He steps out on it. He gets there. Do you remember last week? Or last time we were into this, what happens when he got there? Y'all remember? Anybody? What happened when he got there? Of course, one, one woman gets saved. And then what was the spiritual opposition that the enemy sent? Y'all remember? Who was it? That's right. The little slave girl who had the spirit of divination. So what was she doing? These men are preaching the way of salvation. These men are preaching. The, I mean, and we talked about what that did. there was a tactic of Satan. He sent that demon on an assignment against Paul and his assignment, right? So we were looking at that and we see how when you get on your assignment, there's going to be an assignment against your assignment. Amen? So we saw that, started looking at that. Then, then, you know, we we went a little bit further, you know, uh, from that. Uh, or we were coming to the end of that where we're looking at what's getting ready to happen. And I think what I'll do right now is just sort of set us up for next week. But what we're looking at here is Paul's getting ready to go into another level of battle. Um, he's had one. See, this is, a, this is the most interesting thing if you really think about what's happening here. And, and don't put Paul up like he's some superhuman with no emotions, no battles, no, no, nothing to wrestle through, nothing to overcome. He's so spiritual that he doesn't have to fight. You know, it's just so natural for him, right? No, he's just like us. His nature is just like ours, right? So Paul's here. He gets this word. This woman has the spirit of divination on her. She speaks out, she speaks, she's, and she's throwing a wrench in the whole thing. And then, and then what happens? Paul gets upset, and he casts the devil out of her. Um, I have a, we have just a few more minutes. Let me, let me just sort of, I guess, lodge right here before we go. Um, 16... Yeah, okay, look at this. The girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. She did this for many days. I mean, she's throwing a wrench in the whole thing. Um, could you imagine every time, like if I were to go preach, some person with a spirit of divination jumping up and starting to say stuff like that? Anyway. But Paul was greatly annoyed and turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. (laughs) Praise God. There are a lot of things I want to look into into that next week. I'll mention one today. 
Um, but we're going to go from there. And then Paul's going to have a, a even greater battle after this one. You see, so many times when we have one battle, you know, we win, we, we're so excited. And then what happens when even a greater one comes? Do you see what I'm saying? What happens if you defeat an army? And then you're like, praise the Lord. And then you look up and like an army 10 times bigger on the other side. And you've already exerted, you're already tired, right? So we're going to talk about that next week. But let me back up here and just finish with this today. This man, this man, Paul, looks at this woman. When? When did he look at this woman and, and cast the demon out of her? After he got, as we say in America, sick and tired of it. Right? God didn't look at this, this uh, Paul situation and go, oh, there's a demon. I'm going to move that out of the way for him. Did Paul do that? Did God do that? Are y'all with me? No. Y'all can answer up. We're in class right now. So, God didn't do that. God didn't tell Paul, go cast the demon out of that woman. He didn't do that either. Right? Why did Paul cast the devil out of that woman? The woman herself was not asking for help. She wasn't asked. In fact, it looks like the woman didn't want the demon to come out of her. We'll talk about that a little next week. So why did Paul cast the devil out of that woman? I say very clearly it's because he was tired of that demon pestering him. Now, let me ask you this. What if Paul had just said, well, I guess there she's there. I guess God, you know, if God doesn't, hasn't moved, he'll do, 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 do. what would have happened? What do you think would have happened with the demon? What do y'all think? Do what? It has just stayed there. Paul could have gone, oh, well, I don't like it. I wish God would do something about it. Oh, I don't like it. I wish something would happen. Oh, I wish something changed would happen. What would have happened? The woman would have kept on doing it. Are y'all, y'all see what I mean? He got perturbed about it. He got irritated about it. He addressed that thing, and boom, the thing came out of her that very hour. Now, let me just end with this thought here. Some things that you have in your life, some issues, repetitive issues that you have, some problems that you have, some things that are bringing you down, they're going to stay there until you get so irritated with it and you get so tired of them being there that you'll rise up and say, I'm not going to have this anymore in my life. I'm not going to have this anymore in my house. I'm not going to have this anymore in my business. In Jesus' name, get out of here. Get out of my life. He'll stay around until you get perturbed enough to command him to get out. And so I just want to encourage you today as we're closing up today. I want to encourage you to make a decision that first of all, you're going to follow God. If you're, you've been coming maybe weekly and connecting with us online, maybe some of you have been wrestling with, hey, you know, where am I with this God thing? I just want to make sure you understand this very clearly 
God calls you to be reconciled to God. He doesn't say just be saved. He says be reconciled. What does it mean to be reconciled with God? That means you have to turn from your way of living and you have to turn your life back over to God. You have to say, God, I want to be reconciled. I want to be united with you again. And God's made a way. That's the good news. God's made a way for that to happen through Christ Jesus. He died that you might be forgiven. And God's like, he has paid the price. So now I can legally forgive you if you just ask me. If you just turn from your sin, I will so accept you. Amen. And that's what we're about. And the Bible says, awake, O sleeper. Awake, O sleeper. <laughs> and Christ will come and, his, and he will shine on you. Right? If you turn to Christ, if you give your life to the Lord, guess what happens? That's the first, you know, act of spiritual warfare you've taken right then. You've said no to the devil. And I'll tell you, if you've not made that decision, you're still under his bondage. You're still under a darkness of mind. And you still don't see things very clearly pertaining to eternity and, and, and salvation and, and what the meaning of life is. You see, once you turn to Christ, the light will come on and the light will begin to expand. God said, light be. You know, that's in, the, in Genesis. He said, let there be light. He literally says, light be. And it's been expanding ever since then. And whenever you come to the light, guess what happens? It says that the light of God comes in you and it begins to expand just like that. Man, your life begins to change. You begin to see things differently. You begin to love people that you used to hate. You begin to be able to forgive people. You, be, you begin to, everything begins to turn around. So I'm asking you today, if you, don't, if you haven't done that, don't play around. Don't act like that. Man, I'll do that later. Or maybe that. No, you're still in darkness at some significant level until you turn to Christ. And then the light of God begins to work. Secondly, if you are saved, you've given your life to the Lord. I want to encourage you today to begin to pay attention to what's going on in your life. I want to ask you to begin to connect with the Lord. You see, God's doing something new. He wants to give you a plan for where you are. He wants to speak to you. You see, we're not supposed to be walking around like we're blind anymore. We're supposed to receive inspiration and walk in it. What I've been telling you about spiritual warfare is opening up your mind so you can understand a little bit about the battle in front of you, right? And as you begin to apply some things that you're learning, you begin to step out. Maybe you don't understand it. You remember the disciples? Jesus said, go and cast demons out of people. I think they were probably going, oh my gracious. You see, they got the inspiration. He's teaching them. Right? And they're like, oh, this is good. Then he says, now go do it. And I think they're going, what? You go, you go heal people and you go cast demons out of them. Oh, I didn't know this was part of the job. And they go, but they come back and they go, Jesus, even the demons. I mean, it worked. Sometimes you have to experiment. And I would just want to ask you, as you've been getting in prayer and as you get into prayer, I want you to experiment this week and see where God begins to flow through you as you begin to take authority over areas of your life that you feel like have been attacked and that you hadn't understood. Learn to flow with the Lord. Begin to flow in these things. Amen. Don't question too much in the beginning. You just do what God says while in the flow and watch what begins to happen. Amen. If you always try to examine everything before you try anything, you'll never do anything. So get what God said. Do the best you know to do what God said to do. Take authority over demonic things that are attacking your life. Go forward. Peace be still. Then you go forward. Amen. Amen. Well, God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the power of God that works in us, the grace of God that works in us. Thank you, Lord God, for the move of God that's coming in the earth. And it's going to come as we begin to 
Do what you said to those Israelites. Peace be still, number one. Connect with God in faith and go forward. And Father, this is the time of doing both of those together. There's the peace be still that you're speaking to everybody. Let go of what's discouraged you. Let go of what's depressed you. Let go of what's brought doubts in your heart. Let go of what has weighed you down. Let go of that and let that peace of God be there. And now it's time to rise up in that peace and to go forward, to believe God, to speak words of faith, to speak words of authority, to hear from the Lord, to be yet one with him as you're going forward. So Lord, we thank you. We're going forward and we're going to increase. Lord, we thank you that this is the hour when we're going to possess the land you've called us to possess. And we thank you for that in Jesus name. Amen.